Premavahini Chapter 17 Sanatana Dharma is the Divine Mother of Humanity. Sanatana Dharma is the mother of all religions, all ethical codes, and all dharmas of this world. And Bharata Desha, or India, is the home where the mother was born. Oh, how fortunate are the Bharatiyas! How sublimely splendid is this Bharata Desha! The world in its entirety is the body of the Lord of the world. And this Bharat Desh is that body's unique organ, the eye. Without the eye, the body is not master of itself, is it not? Again, it can be said that Bharat Desh has been beautified by the two eyes, the Vedas and the Shastras. On account of this, it can be declared without doubt that the samskara attained by the Bharatiyas has not been acquired by the people of any other country. Sanatana Dharma, which teaches the truth of all religions, and tolerance of all religions is the dharma of all mankind. Born in various areas, flowing through various parts, the rivers at last reach the ocean. So too, born in different lands, practicing different ways of dharma, people reach the ocean of the presence of the Lord through different modes of worship. Sanatana Dharma is the central location in which all these various parts, moving in different directions, converge. Followers of the different religions can practice this Sanatana Dharma by being truthful in speech, by avoiding jealousy and anger, and by acting always with a loving heart. All those who so practice Sanatana Dharma and without faltering achieve it are entitled to be called Bharatiyas. The Hindu religion is the only religion that has achieved and maintained the foremost position among all religions from earliest times and established itself permanently. The only people who have survived without being destroyed throughout the historic age are the Hindus. In this religion, more than in any other, people have practiced lives of love, equality and gratitude. The Hindus have earned their dharma through the discovery of philosophic principles and through the Vedas. They have drunk deep the essence of the Vedas, which are without beginning and without end. A land so holy is a veritable spiritual mind to the world. Just as the bowels of the earth reveal in each area mines of different metals, in Bharata Desh is found the mine of Sanatana Dharma 
the essence of all the principles of all the Shastras, all the Vedas and all the Upanishads. As if by the good luck of the Bharatiyas, along with the emergence of the mind of Sanatana Dharma which is as a home to them, from that moment and for that very purpose, Leaders, thinkers, commentators, apostles and teachers have been originating in this land itself. Also from this very Bharata Desh arose selfless karma yogis, wise men, realized souls and divine personages connected with this religion. It is through these persons that spiritual wisdom guaranteed by experience flowed all over the country. In this way, loaded with essence, Sanatana Dharma progressed throughout the world. But to whatever land it spread, the original home is Bharat itself. Look at the world today. Machines, cars, engines of some new type or other come to light in one country and are exported to others. But their original home cannot be forgotten. Such cars and engines are manufactured only on the basis of its experience. Nothing can be done without that basis. So too Sanatana Dharma arose. Bharatadesh and people of other countries benefited from its waters through the great personages and the books they composed. Hence the basis of the original home cannot be ignored. That is impossible. But it is a matter of some concern to see today. In this Bharatadesh, the birthplace of those holy persons who nursed and fostered this sacred dharma, New modes are being accepted as one's dharma and the sanatana dharma itself is being assigned and kept aside for people of other countries by the persons who have not even tested the sweetness of the dharma, who have not grasped its meaning and who have smothered it in empty disputation. The reason for this is, of course, the absence of proper guides who could show the way. But even when there are such guides, people yield to these modern modes and get attached to them. These are really like bazaar pakoras, like savouries in the marketplace. They attract by their smell and are bought by persons who do not discriminate. Though their svadharma is the pure sanatana dharma, the fascination exercised by outward show is absent and so it gets neglected. Truth has no need for such decorations. Taste is the important thing. The basic reason for this is the fact that men today are motivated by mere whim and fancy. It has become the habit to reject the reality and to accept the dharma of another. This is a great mistake. It is against dharma for Bharatiyas to be attracted by external forms and by outward show. No other dharma has or will have truth and highest love above and beyond that contained in Sanatana dharma. Sanatana dharma is the veritable embodiment of truth. It is the heritage of all. There can be no boundary for holiness.
Holiness is one without a second, is it not? Those who have attained liberation in this life by adherence to this Sanatana Dharma, who have earned the grace of God, who have understood the nature of truth, who have achieved realization, are all Bharatiyas. Bharatiyas have adored those who have reached that holy stage without distinction of caste, creed or sex. The holiness of that stage burns to ashes all such limitations. It is only until that stage is reached that it becomes impossible to consider everything as equal. So it is necessary to embark boldly on the realization of Sanatana Dharma. This is the birthright of Parathias. If we examine history since its very beginnings, we can know in detail what great personages were born in which sections of the Hindus. Incarnations, divine personalities and Jivan Muktas, that is one who is liberated, like Rama, Krishna, Balarama, Janaka, Parikshit, Raja Yogis like Vishwamitra all arose among the Kshatriyas of the warrior class. Brahmarishis, great pandits, Shastric scholars, Vedic rishis originated in the Brahman section. Shudras predominate in the epical books like Bharatha and Bhagavata. Among the great devotees of the Lord, members of the lower castes form a large number. To attain holiness without being affected by the world and to reach Paramatma, each one's sadhana is important. Other things like caste will not be a hindrance at all. But one should deserve the grace required for it. One should become regular and disciplined in practice. Such holy Bharatiyas, however, now bring endless disgrace on the Hindu religion by neglecting the principles of life of the above-mentioned great personages, by not studying them and following their instructions, by modifying their way of life to suit the changing times, and, as the saying goes, the hour of ruin brings wicked thoughts, by becoming slaves to name and fame and the craving for power and position, and an anxiety to promote the well-being of their wives and children through selfish means. Still, there is no dearth of persons who love all in equal measure who are devoid of selfishness, who are engaged in the promotion of the welfare of all, who have dedicated themselves to the service of mankind and who sacrifice everything. But they are suppressed. They are not appreciated or placed in positions of high authority for fear there will be then no place for the wicked, the crooked and the unjust. However broad and deep the ocean. When the earth quakes underneath, the waters part of themselves, and when the commotion subsides, they resume their original position. So too, these good men keep away without being caught up in it during the earthquake of injustice, unrighteousness, selfishness and ostentation. As soon as the hullabaloo subsides, they re-enter the world.
Evanescent authority and self-glorification cannot be permanent. It is said, to grow is only to decay. The present peacelessness is decay, not growth. 4. See how the Bharatiyas, who from the beginning grew up in righteous ways with pure feelings, with self-control and reverence for the good name, who were fed on the breast milk of the Vedas, the Shastras and the Upanishads, who welcomed and honoured even races driven out of their own country, and vouchsafed to them love in equal measure. Today, for love of power and self, accuse their own brethren, one person impatiently envying the prosperity of another, deceive their own brothers maddened by selfish greed, keep at arm's length their real well-wishers, pursue only each one's selfish end, multiply bad qualities hitherto unheard of in the Hindu fold, follow wrong paths and ways of life, and become the target of conflict and restlessness on account of the absence of fear of sin, fear of God, discipline, reverence and faith. The fall is indeed incredible. Hindu brethren, children of Bharat, followers of the Sanatana way, where have the manly qualities of old gone? Truth, tolerance, morality, discipline. When will you accept these? Arise, awake, establish once again Rama Rajya, resplendent with mansions of Satya, Dharma and Shanti. Love your Bharatiya brethren. Practice the Sanatana Dharma. Quench the burning flames of ignorance, peacelessness, injustice and envy with the waters of love, forbearance and truth. Develop the feeling of mutualness. Sweep away all jealousy and anger. Remember the rule of the holy personages, the characteristics of the most eminent and of the reign of God. Each one should realize his own faults and understand that there is no use in searching for faults in others. That is mere waste of time. It also breeds quarrels. So give up that trait. If this opportunity is missed, what else can be done? Do not yield to dejection, but say, Finish to all the unrighteousness of the past. Repent sincerely and tread the path of prayer to God, good deeds and brotherly love. Establish the eternal Ramarajya. The Sanatana Sarathi has been started to win this Rajya. Its army will help this effort by word and deed. Draw that chariot forward. Gird up your loins and begin Narayana Sharan. Surrender to God. Bharatiyas are all the children of one mother. Her name is Sanatana Dharma. Redeem the debt due to the mother.
He is no son who forgets the mother. He cannot be good who says the mother is bad. Her breast milk is the very breath of our life. The giver of this life, the father of all, is Paramatma. All are the children of the same parents. So without blaming and accusing each other, without wishing evil for one's kith and kin, understand that your other brothers have the same attachment to the objects they love as you have towards the things that you love. One should not find fault with what another loves, nor should one laugh at it. He should on the other hand try to love it. These are the characteristics of the truth and love of Bharatiyas. Premavahini Chapter 18 Sarvantaryami is one and only one. The Vedas, the Shastras and the messages of the Rishis all have proclaimed uniformly and without any possibility of doubt from that day to this that Paramatma is Sarva Antaryami, the eternal witness present and immanent in everything. So too, Questions like the relationship between he who is served, he who serves, and the wherewithal of service, namely prakriti or nature, have also been the subject of endless discussion. Every astika or religious person has heard the Bhagavata verse in which the great Bhakta Prahalad states out of his own experience that Paramatma, the Sarvantaryami, need not be searched far and wide, and that he is very near the seeker himself. He is here, he is not there, give up such doubts. Listen, O leaders of the Dhanavas, wherever you seek and wherever you see, there and there he is. People speak of the Lord as having a particular nature or characteristic, as having a particular form and so on. These statements are true only to the extent that imagination and guesswork can approximate to truth. They are not the fundamental truth. Such conceptions are valid as far as practical worldly knowledge goes. They cannot be considered as valid knowledge of the Absolute, for it is impossible to see the Purnam, the fullness, or to speak about it. In spite of this, however, bhaktas and aspirants have been framing, each according to the stage of his own inner progress, some form or other of the divine as the basis of his devotion. They worship Paramatma as existing in some Ayodhya or Dwaraka and nowhere else as found in places where some image or picture exists and nowhere else. And they worship that form itself as Purnam or fullness. Of course, it is not wrong to do so. But, 
Bhakta should not proclaim that their belief alone is the truth, that those names and forms which they have ascribed are the only names and forms of the divine, and that all other forms and names are worthless and inferior. It should be realized that the names and forms which are the ideals of others are as dear and sacred to those others as such names and forms are to oneself. When a form is idealized like this, it really becomes a symbol of the universal. But how can a mere symbol of the universal ever become the universal itself? Conscious always of this, everyone should acquire, without giving room to senseless hatred, the vision that all forms of the ideal are equally valid and true. Without this it is impossible to realize the Purnam, the full. All these gross forms of the ideal are fully saturated with a subtle divine principle. The taste of the vast ocean is to be found, complete and undiminished, in every single drop of its waters. But this does not mean that the drop is the ocean. Though we recognize the drop and the ocean as separate entities, the nature and taste of both are identical. Similarly, the Sarvantriyami, the inner motivator of all, Paramatma, and the gross form and name which Paramatma assumes and through which he is realized, are not separate entities. They are identical. When the all-pervasive, all-inclusive, pure existence is described, the matter and method depend on the principles of the speaker and the tastes of the listener. When the individual name and form imposed by the bhakta are transformed into the attributeless and the formless, it is referred to as Brahma. When this same Brahma appears with attributes and forms, it is referred to as Rama, Krishna, Vishnu or Siva. Do not the followers of even other religions agree that when the devotee attains the ecstasy of mystic union, all distinction between him and God disappears? The yogis and philosophers of other lands and other faiths too accept without demur that this distinctionless experience can be earned through para-bhakti. Even if some little trace of difference is retained, it is due to the individual's own taste and desire and not anything specially basic. It is only when name and form come in that it is named differently as prakriti or nature, paramatma or God, and Bhakta, or devotee. When name and form are absent, doubt and discussion whether it is masculine, feminine, or neutral will not arise at all. Then any description fits. For something that is above and beyond imagination, any name and form can be ascribed. In fact, it has no attribute and no form. It is all pervasive, omnipresent. 
when this subtle omnipresence is systematically worshipped through a gross form and as having attributes, the devotee will clearly realize its nature through this sadhana itself. To vouchsafe the knowledge of this sadhana and that truth, and to bless the bhaktas with that bliss, the attributeless Paramatma incarnates in this world, assuming name and form, and gives scope for all embodied beings to have concrete experience and joy. Through these experiences, the incarnations facilitate the realization that Paramatma is Sarva Antaryami and Sarva Bhuta Antaratma. That is, all pervasive, the inner Atma of everything in creation. Lord Krishna showed in his own form the entire creation. Until he saw with his own eyes how Lord Krishna had contained in his gross form the whole of creation, even Arjuna failed to understand that Krishna was Sarva Antaryami. Love, lover and the loved, all three are one and the same. Without love there can be no lover. Even if there are both love and the lover, without the loved, love has no function. In all three, love is the chief ingredient. That which is saturated chiefly and uniformly in everything, that is Paramatma. So there is no difference between these three. In all three, prema or love is discernible as the sarva antaryami, the inner motivator. Therefore, can it not be realized that everything is paramatma svarupa? Certainly it can be realized without fail. Everything is suffused with prema. So we can unhesitatingly declare the paramatma is prema svarupa. In all of creation, in all living things, prema is manifesting itself in various forms. The nature of prema cannot alter, though it is known under different names like vatsalya, the affection of mother to child, anuraga, love, attachment, bhakti, devotion, ishtam, love of God, etc., according to the direction in which it is canalized. But whatever the form, the essence cannot alter. On the basis of this knowledge and experience, the conclusion becomes clear that Paramatma is Sarvabhuta Antaratma, the inner Atma of all created things. That which teaches the highest knowledge of this unity is known as Advaita. That which teaches the principle of the lover and the loved, the jiva and the brahman, is known as dvaita. That which teaches about all three, love, lover and loved, prakriti, jiva and brahman, is known as vishishta advaita. But these three are one. The child that is born changes into the student. The student changes into the householder. 
But all three are one and the same person, are they not? While the manners and the attachments change in various ways, he remains the same. From milk, butter and buttermilk emerge. Milk which contains all is Advaita, non-dualism. Butter which contains the two categories is Dvaita or dualism. After that is separated, the buttermilk which remains is Vishishta Advaita, qualified monism. But though their tastes differ, the color of all these is the same always. This which is the same in all is the Nirguna Brahman, the formless.